What up, this your boy Kenneth Stones, aka Kofi Weesons, one half of the Dirty Hills podcast, and you are watching the 11:30 podcast. Not 7:30, but he is 7:30. But you watching my guy Drake from the 11:30 podcast, man. Make sure y'all hit that like, share, subscribe button. And this is Dirty Hills approved. I'm from the city, DC. That's where I'm from. 11:30 podcast. Dre, your wheels is the new one. Let's get it, yeah. Who with me? Let's get it, yeah. No with me, yeah. I'm from the city, DC. That's where I'm from. Let's get it. Eleven thirty podcast. Dre on wheels. He is the one. He the one, nigga. So get these, baby. He the one. Yo, what it do, everybody? It's your man, Dre, a.k.a. Dre on Wheels. This is episode 61 of the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. What's good, everybody doing out there, man, on this Friday? Good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world. Yes, all over the States, Canada, Germany, the UK. You know what it is, man. Thank you guys for joining me back here on Talk Pro Wrestling. It is Friday. Wherever you're listening to me at, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you're listening to me at, even on YouTube to the 1130 Podcast YouTube channel. Yes, and if you already have done so, sit back. This is going to be a great one, you guys. I uh, hope everybody, Friday is going wonderful. The weekend is upon us, and so is Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. Man, we're going to get into all of that, you guys. Man, we got a cool show. Yes, you guys, lined up this week on the podcast, you guys. Um, like I was saying, I got a great guest, you guys. Great guest uh, lined up all the way from Chicago, Illinois, you guys. He's the host of the Midwest Marks Podcast. Yes, my guy, Eli Gutty, is going to be joining me here in just a bit, you guys. But before we get into that, shout out my guest who was on last week, Warren Marlowe. Yes, for the Buzzing with Marlowe podcast. Appreciate you, my guy, for chopping it up, man, here on wrestling, man. It was fun. It was nothing but fun, nothing but positive vibes. Speaking of positive vibes, man, we're going to get into everything here on the podcast, you guys, this week. Yes, man. Like I said, my guest, great guest, dope guest, man, because it's, uh, man, I came across the guy just, you know, networking, networking in the podcast groups. I was looking for a guest to be on and chopping it up, man, uh, here on the podcast. And my guy, Eli Gutty, reached out and was like, yo, I'm down. So you know what? We ain't going to waste no time. Eli, how's it going, bro? I'm pretty good. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Very, very big fan. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, responding back, man. And, uh, you know, being in these groups, man, it's, it, it becomes helpful. Sometimes it could be a little bit too much, you know, a lot going on. But, uh, yo, man, especially trying to connect with somebody, especially uh, uh, wrestling, man, is, is really, really cool. So once again, like I said before the show, I appreciate you, uh, you know, leaving a comment and wanting to be on the podcast, chop it up on some wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding it very hard to navigate this podcast world i started not too long ago back in may got some friends together after we watched aew double or nothing when i just looked to my friend i was like we should start a podcast and he was like you know what that's it my guy so here i am yeah that, that podcast is the thing now right now man you know you sit around like i said i, I talked about this a lot of times like i had a buddy all the, all the time who was around uh, a lot especially like a couple of years ago Man, we would just sit back and just, you know, even go to the wrestling events when, you know, you can go to wrestling events or sit back and just chop it up with wrestling. So, you know, at that time, I didn't know what a podcast was, but uh, hey, here we go now, chopping it up on some wrestling. But uh, how's your day? How's your day been? Uh, pretty good. Coming off of yesterday's great show and then the day before with NXT, AEW, 
as wrestling fans, I feel like right now we're all winning. We're getting great content, great matches, and great surprises like we got yesterday. Yeah, man. We got a huge, huge surprise. Uh, we got a Wednesday night, man. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, before we do, Eli, man, uh, for my viewers and listeners who are not familiar with you, let me tell them a little something about you. Yeah, sure. I started the Midwest Marks podcast. Thank you for getting that night. Some, someone said it was like the Midwest MOOC podcast. So I don't know where that came from. But yeah, I started that not too long ago. I've been a wrestling fan pretty much all my life. Uh, I remember vaguely when I was like eight years old, I went over to my cousin's house and he had some the video game. Don't remember which exact one it was, but all I remember is he kept on destroying us and I have memories of crying a lot. So that was that was that. But then I found out wrestling was actually real. These were actually real dudes getting in there and grappling and, you know, doing moves. Jeff Hardy is my childhood hero, being able to jump off stuff and look like nothing could hurt him. So growing up that and seeing all and learning more about WWE, WrestleMania, WCW, all of that. And I'm still in love with it. I have a passion for pro wrestling. I'm just honored and grateful to be part of the wrestling community and be talking to wonderful wrestling fans just like you. Hey, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's kind of similar, man, how you know got into wrestling. I've been a big wrestling fan. Since I was a little year, little little boy, man, my cousin, I would always go in my cousin's house and he had some of these WCW games and I played with like Goldberg. You know, I knew who Goldberg, Sting was, some of the popular guys, but uh, I wasn't really into it all the way. But I was like, yo, man, I, I really dig this, man. I really dig this. What, what was your favorite wrestling game? I would have to say WWE versus Raw 2007 because that was with the GM mode. That whole Hmm. like section of gaming i was just like i could like put like whatever show i want to do and what, yeah. what matches i want to do mm-hmm. I fell in love with it when people were already like on 2k 12 i'm still playing 07 <laughs> and just like making my matches and what i'm like hey, i'm cool i want this right here mm-hmm. that was me all the way i think yeah it was i think it was 07 man i, I was loving that it was raw on smackdown and you had to, I, I i was always uh a Monday Night Raw guy. It was live. And of course, you know, Raw nowadays is, you know, it's, it's all over the place. We're going to get into that. But uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, I was a Raw guy, man. And um, I think what the general manager for Raw was what? Stephanie. And I think the uh, uh, general manager for SmackDown was Teddy Long. Because uh, I'm thinking I maybe got the years mixed up. I think Stephanie was more on SmackDown. You had Shane on Raw and some other guy that mm-hmm. I, I don't remember his name. Yeah, but yeah, I, I remember the gym, man. I used to love it, man. Create my old matches, and now with the whole two K, you got uh, the WWE Universe mode. So I really enjoyed that one because I, you know, same thing. Create your old matches. You the general manager, more so though. But uh, yo, man, been a big wrestling fan. Like, what, what was the moment that got you into it? You said Jeff Hardy is, you know, your your, your jumping hero off the top rope guy. Who, what, what kind of got you as a into kid? It? Watching people do dangerous stunts was just part of the, the gimmick, I guess, for, for being a little kid. Uh, but actually, you know, understanding what, what wrestling is and like and who is the heel, who is the baby face, and then watching something get turned on its head, I got to go with The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. You can't get better than that WrestleMania match. That electricity that was in that atmosphere in on at that WrestleMania was something I, you know, I could feel from just watching from TV. I wasn't there, but I can feel everything that was going on. The the people were supposed to, you know, not like Hulk Hogan for a little mm-hmm. bit, but he won them over. The Rock, it, like, just is the mm-hmm. Rock. 
Yeah. What can you what more can you say about the Rockies? <laughs> Great. And just watching that whole dynamic people cheering Hulk Hogan up, I that kind of stuff really just like resonates with me because you're not thinking about negative. You're all you're only thinking about positive and what's going on and sharing that love for what, what you guys are watching at the same time. Yeah, man, you you right about that, man. That moment, that that moment in that match itself, uh, hands down, one of my favorite The Rock moments. He's like the number one wrestler uh, that you know I enjoyed watching throughout the time I've been, you know, a fan. He's like my favorite superstar. And that moment, that match, when both of them, you know, look at the fans and they come back and the flash bugs, everything about that match is just just awesome, man. I love it. I love it. But uh, once again, Eli, man, I appreciate you joining me on your pod uh, here on the podcast. Um, I was about to say your podcast. You have an awesome podcast called the Midway, the Midwest Marks Podcast. Can you tell my listeners about your podcast? Yeah, we are. No, we're we're young guns. We're we're just come. I'm just coming in, and over time, I will always be a WWE fan. I will always be have cherished those moments that they have made. But along the way, I found. You know, these guys that were not in WWE that were crossed the ways in Japan, you might know them. They're called the Young Bucks. They're called Kenny Omega, the elite. And just watching their YouTube clips and seeing their growth, I became an instant fan of AEW when they when they announced it. I've been following AEW. Some That's not perfect, but they're trying something new, and we get to see a whole new perspective of wrestling. I'm following that. I have a couple of guys with me that are also following that. We are also mostly not doing the, the main shows. We are following AEW Dark, their YouTube channel show, and also AEW Dark Elevation. We get to see new wrestlers, people that are just starting out, but you have people that have done it. They think, okay, they've got something. Mm-hmm. That's what really like captivates me now, like seeing someone grow and get better. Example, Kylan King on that show. She was terrible in the ring. And now, looking at her growth now, people are asking for her to get signed by AEW. Just that growth and seeing how someone put that hard work in, it makes it makes me think, like, hey, I can do more. I can put the work in and do more. And that's what I wanna, wanted to do the podcast about, like showing people's growth. Also, giving back to the wrestling community for giving so many moments when I was coming up. So put some more spotlight on those wrestlers. Uh, the fans get them a chance to voice their opinion, just like you're letting me do with that. Thank you, kind sir. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just that, and that's what the podcast is about. And just keeping up with all wrestling news, anything that's going on. And yeah, being a fan is a podcast for the fans by the fans. Hey, man, that's really cool. That's that's really cool, man. I have a, a couple of guests uh, each and every week, always, man. Uh, they come on the podcast, talk about AEW, whether I'm talking about it or they bring it up. Um, kind of like the first guy who uh, been, you know, said, "Man, I love AEW since you know, of course, they got their, you know, flaws and everything." But uh, what is it about AEW that you love? It's hard to be a wrestling fan these days and not be a little bit of a cynic. Uh, one thing that kind of drew me away from another company was just it's, you're pleasing one person. You're not really pleasing the general audience of what they want to see. There's been times where, you know, they felt that pressure from their audience and was like, okay, we got to do this. But now with AEW, they have that resonation with the fans. They've been all over and soaked all that, you know, what the people want, what what is on the indie scene, what's cool, what's, you know, what's kind of not being cool. You don't see people doing like DDTs as finishers anymore. You see them doing Canadian Destroyers. 
that 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 whole new you know era of wrestling. Some people want to shy away from it, but there's a, a new vibe, a new thing to keep you know keep that going, keep traditions, but also adding to it. And I feel like AEW really captures that. They they know what that young you know, wrestling fan wants. They know what that kid what's gonna what they want to see, and like you know keep on changing it to make them stay with it. That for me, I think AEW is right on the pulse with that. It may not come you know, out cool. There's stuff that they do that we're not ready for, but that's okay because, you know, we, they see that reaction and they will change accordingly. You can't really say the same with other promotions. They you know they, this is our way. We're keeping it this way. Get off or, you know, stay with us, either, either or. Hey, man, that's a valid point. I, I respect that. I really, I really do. Um, I, dig, I dig AEW. You know, uh, they first show uh, – Te- television show uh, Dynamite was here in DC, so I was there, really supported them. It was a different, different atmosphere uh, since I've been to a Raw, SmackDown, or NXT here in DC or wherever you know I, I went to a show. So um, you know, AEW is 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 fresh, it's new, um, it's not PG, um, I, which I don't think wrestling should be. Uh, but um, it, it's a lot of things that maybe you know come off, which you know a lot of people say that is very indie. And for it to be, you know, a big professional wrestling company, it needs to come off professional. So, you know, that's that's some people' thoughts, and that's my thoughts on it. Um, I dig AEW Dark. I had a guy who's going to be. I have a guy who's going to be on a couple of weeks. Um, who've been on AEW Dark, and a couple of guys who've been on work AEW uh, Dark, and it's great for the indies especially during the coronavirus when a lot of guys weren't able to work and stuff like that. It was a great time to, you know, getting them exposure and stuff like that. Um, I hear you kind of like hitting, hitting towards WWE as a, you know, sticking to one sort of pace. Um, what, what is it that they're doing that I guess you're not liking? Of course, we all heard about the numerous of releases and, you know, stuff and bad decisions and bookings, but what is it with the WWE that's changing your mind? When it comes to entering work, there's nothing, no one better, like bar none, WWE, they put their their talent to work and make sure they are a professional. That's the key word when talking about wrestling, when being that top tier. It's not the wrestlers. It's not, you know, the entering ability. It's the booking and who is booking it. And this, and from, you know, if you're putting on just a regular wrestling show, and you're going to get those, you know, like little kids, like when, when I was little, oh man, this is awesome. They're going to like whatever you put in front of them. But like I was, how I was saying, as they're growing and, you know, wanting to see, like, I want to make more mature stories or more mature or comedy and whatnot, you got to be able to say, okay, well, you guys want to see this? Okay, we'll do this, but we're going to try this as well. And you don't really see that much from WWE. You see the, the head of creative. This is usually one person, Vince McMahon, uh, you know, wanting to say, hey, this is my vision and this is how we're going to do it. And it can be hit or miss and a lot lately as people are getting up in age. We're all going to go. We're all going to go through it. And, you know, and living a lifestyle that you're not really close to the people, especially with the pandemic that went on. Things are not going to, you know, meet eye to eye. Example, uh, Hell in a Cell 2019, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. The Fiend was white hot. People wanted to see The Fiend destroy Seth Rollins. We didn't get that. We got kind of like an internal struggle of Seth deciding whether he wants to be a babyface or a heel. Then 
they did something that wasn't consistent with their what they showed us and telling us so there is no dq you can do whatever as long as someone gets pinned in that that mat or some or taps out you'll get a winner we didn't get that we got ref stoppage after seth was beating the fiend too hard and then they just ended the show for me that was the point where i was like okay there was already stuff that I would you know had my gripes with, but that was one I was like, no, you guys are not with it anymore. And they lost me as a fan, unfortunately. But I, I still cherish what they did. There's stuff they're doing and pushing right now. We just had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. So there's there's stuff they can change and it looks like they're heading in that direction. It's gonna take some, you know, more goodwill and good faith for me to get, you know, be on that same level as hype for WWE as I was. Okay, okay. So just the the bookings that they have done lately has have have, have kept you being, you know, a, a, a consistent fan. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Hey, that's valid, man. That's that's totally valid. And I do remember that, you know, watching with my buddy, man, and uh, Seth, you know basically getting demolished by uh, Bray Wyatt. And, you know, Bray Wyatt is sort of, you know, also whipping Seth Rollins' ass and he pulls out this big old sludge and the referee just calls it off. That looks like the worst Hell in a Cell match ever, you know, because it was supposed to end by one, two, three. And I literally said when that match was going on, I said, WWE, I think I think they shot themselves in the foot. Like, and I was like, well, what are they doing here? Because you know, to hear everything that came on after, even after the pay-per-view went off and how the fans just destroyed everybody, you know, basically calling them everything in the book and this, that, da, 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 you know, it was, it, it's wild, you know, it's, it's wild, you know, and I experienced a lot of stuff. I didn't seen a lot of stuff. I still watch, you know, and I think that's the thing, you know, with, you know, fans, uh, if you're going to stop watching or you're going to stop complaining, you know, so it's even one too, but I totally get you, man. They, they all over the place, though. All over the place. But you guys, man, we're going to move on here on Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. But we're going to get into some trending topics that have been going down in uh, uh, wrestling this week, you guys. Um, Jimmy Uso, you guys, who's in a hot, hot, uh, hot angle right now with his brother Jay Uso and the head of the table, Roman Reigns, Universal Champion on SmackDown. Uh, Jimmy um, came back, like I said. It's in a, in, a, in a big angle, and right now, I don't know how they're going to uh, manage this on SmackDown, but um, yeah, he was arrested for DUI. Um, he kind of like was basically tore up behind the wheel and stuff like that. Um, a lot of fans, they say they may work this into uh, the storyline with um, the whole bloodline and stuff. What's your thoughts? Just don't do what they did with Jeff Hardy and Seamus. That's no, we don't need that. Uh, just no. If, he, if everything is good and he is in a good place, that's what should be the, in everyone's mind. Like, is Jimmy Uso okay? Is that man okay to you know go to work? Is he okay? You know, does he what kind of help does he need? Does he want help? That should be the first thing in everyone's mind, obviously. But when it comes to you no know, back to the storyline, should they ingrate it? No, we've seen that it doesn't work out well. Maybe they can do another angle of him not, you know, getting into trouble or something, getting into fights or something. But no, we should. Nah, they shouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you. We we all seen it with Jeff Hardy. The whole Jeff Hardy shameless thing was was not great at all, though. But um, yeah, he really needs some help because we've seen the same thing that happened with Jeff right now, man. So uh, yeah, we, we really 
need help for uh, Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso. But how do you feel about the whole story about that? Well, I mean, like what are, what bad timing. They're about to get back on the road. They're they're going to their home of Texas. They keep on saying that. I'm like, it's Connecticut. We all know it. <laughs> That's another thing. Um, bad timing and uh it's, it's, he's, he's a main part of that story. The best thing, arguably, in WWE right now is the tribal chief head of the table story with Roman Reigns. And Jimmy Uso was look, looking like he's being that crux of being a, a great part of that. And now things are in question. I also heard that management is not too happy with him at the moment. We only you know a day to decide what's going to happen with him. They, they're going to have to come down with a decision. Either way, they're going to have to really use that uh, creative brain that they have at WWE. So um, I'm rooting for them. I, I like the Roman Reigns storyline. I hope they, they uh, keep on bringing good story. Yeah, they keep on bringing good story every Friday night and see what happens, see what happens with it. Um, another person returned, Zelina Vega. It was a whole lot of story going around that she was going to AEW, but I guess not. You know, she returned back to uh, WWE. Um, what's your thoughts on, do you think WWE, because I spoke on WWE not deserving Samoa Joe after they fired him and uh, brought him back to NXT, sort of did the same way with a couple of guys since the pandemic, but they did it with Zelina Vega. How do you feel about that one? The Zelina Vega situation is very unique. It's unique because somebody, you know, was trying to, make money on the side they're not being portrayed on wwe con uh, uh tv a lot and they're saying all right well that's cool i'm here to work with you guys whenever i want but i still want to you know do something that i want to want to do i want to you know do cosplay i want to do this and you know everyone else is doing it and no one had a problem before why is that a bad thing uh wwe is you know doing their thing they want to have that control mm -hmm. that and that you know hey once you sign that contract i was in the military once you sign that contract you know, it's pretty much what they want, but, you know, you got to give some give and take with that as well, especially when someone's putting their body on the line for your for your product. Mm -hmm. So that whole situation, I, I have my stance on it. I don't like it. <laughs> it was bad. It was just a bad all the way around. And then to release her and then she but she did something that like, you no, know, their worst nightmare for WWE start unionization, started getting cozy with, you know, people that are trying to make sure WWE is, you know, paying their fair share and whatnot. That put, like, I thought that was like, that's it. She's never going to be going back to that company again. That's it. It's over. But then we got a report that she's showing up at the performance center. And I was like, okay. I mean, mm -hmm. if they can work it out. And I know it's corny as how they always say it, never say never. All it takes is a conversation with Vince mm -hmm. McMahon. That's mm -hmm. all it takes. And you yeah. can say what you want about him, but the man is a businessman. He knows what the people want. People like seeing Zelina Vega. I like seeing Zelina Vega. <laughs> and I hope that her husband doesn't, doesn't kill me for saying that. He's, he's off, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to crap on it. If that's where she wanted to be, because she st stated before, that's her dream. She wanted to be a wrestler, much like a lot of us. I'm not going to crap on it. Hey, go do your thing. I'll say this, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. You, you get what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I get I, I totally get what you're trying to say, man. Um, yeah, because I, I think, you know, because they always call them independent contractors, I think they should be able to, you know, do you know things outside of 
you know, the WWE and then you want to stop, you know, everything. So uh, it's crazy. And then she, she was really hot, especially before uh, straight out of the, I think the pandemic when she was, I believe she was wrestling Bianca Belair yeah. on, on Raw. Yeah, she was doing her thing. And I was like, okay, she, she got something. And that's, you know, she was with Andrade, but uh, all that one fell flat. But uh, yeah, excited to see Zelina back uh, on in WWE and WWE. Uh, Another thing, speaking of women wrestling, uh, we had new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions in Zoe Starks and Io Shirai. Uh, man, I, I dig it. How do you, did you enjoy the Great American Bash this uh, past Tuesday? I did catch some of it. I, I was doing my recording for my podcast at the time, but I did uh, catch it. Uh, one of my uh, broadcast team, he was like, oh, I can't be on the podcast today. And I texted him. He was like, "What are you? I was like, you're watching the Great American Bash, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, from what I've seen from Zoe Stark, she's great. She she's uh, just starting out. She's doing fantastic. Io Shirai, she can have my babies. That's all I got to say. Um, but um, <laughs> she, she's fantastic. She's amazing in the ring. Gotta say, not really feeling them as a tag team. They feel like they're just throwing people together. And I know yeah. that sound kind of sounds weird because we had Kenny Omega and Adam Page thrown together, and you know they became a tag team. So it can work. But it feels like it's they're doing it way too too much, especially mm-hmm. with those new, with those new NXT Women's Tag Team uh, Championships. They they need to make those titles mean something more. Hey. So I'm happy for it. I'm I'm glad to see them. They're actually doing something with Io Shirai main roster. I, please keep her in NXT until they figure out something they want to do with her. So I'm, I'm happy to see it. But you know, just, let's. Do something, give, make it mean something. That's all I want to say. Yeah, they're kind of make it mean something. They're kind of like throwing the belts or throwing uh, women tag teams together. You had uh, Amber Moon and Chauncey Blackheart, uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. You know, they sort of thrown together in a way. And, you know, uh, Zoe Starks and Io Shirai. But, uh, man, hey, uh, they need to, you know, make it more credible. Let somebody hold on to the, the tag team titles for a little longer and create a you know, a fresh, a, a great stable women's tag team division in a, a in a NXT. Um, the thing about uh, throwing them together, yeah, AEW threw uh, yeah, Kenny Omega and Hangman together, but I'm I'm kind of liking the story how it's coming about right now. You know, all full circle because yeah, they were tag team partners. Kenny Omega was a drunk, or maybe still is. I'm really seeing <laughs> drinking a lot though, but you know, and you know, coming full circle, so. Hey, I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, speaking of dig it, I did dig on NXT. What did you think about the concert, the Hit Row concert? <laughs> I I like Hit Row. Swerve Scott is very talented. They need to lock that man down and keep him. He is great on the mic. He can do a lot of things in ring. He is a prodigy. Very t- talented. Keep that man in NXT please. Uh, and they gave them a great faction with Hit Row. Their look is, you know, it's fresh. It's something we really haven't seen too much before. It's not too much, but I'm fearing they're, you know, they're kind of going to play on that a little, harp on a little bit too much. It's more, you know, show, don't so much tell. That The rap they did, I wasn't really feeling it. A lot of people got the mixed reaction from it, from whatever. I wasn't feeling it too much. But I'm not going to crap on them because we've got, you know, an African-American faction in wrestling again that, you know, is getting a shot on one of the top wrestling promotions. I'm not going to crap on it. 
So, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see good things from Hit Row. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see all but nothing great things come from them. Um, yeah, like you said, mixed reactions was nothing. That was nothing but mixed reactions from the people in uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center. They didn't seem like they enjoyed it so much, or they didn't understand really what was going on. It did say championship celebration cipher, but you know, um, it was it was a concert <laughs> to say the least. Uh, it was okay. Um, but uh, hey, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago to uh, my guy Derek from the uh, Rock and Wrestle podcast. You know, he covered, you know, a lot of rap wrestlers who, you know, do rap and, you know, music and stuff like that incorporated into one. And I was like, um, I got a feeling that Hit Row is going to, you know, do something like this and maybe put out a Hit Row album, something like how Elias did. But uh, hey, it was pretty cool for what it was. Pretty cool for what it was. Um, another thing, uh, big huge matchup that in the NXT, which I feel like was the matchup of the week. Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, baby, they did their thing. Um, and you spoke about Io Shirai staying in NXT until they find um for, for until they find something for it to do on the main roster. Um, is it time for Adam Cole to come up to the main roster? Like, you know, do you, do you, like do you think? He ran his course enough in NXT. From what they've been showing us with Samoa Joe, you know, choking Cole out, and uh, I think Britt Baker's boyfriend needs to. It's time for him to move up to the main roster. He is talented beyond belief. Uh, he's right now he's putting over one of his best mates and Kyle O'Reilly. Cool, Kyle. Okay, um, but they, they've been having amazing matches. I the, the one that. Great American match was was really amazing. I liked it, and yeah, I think it's time for Adam Cole to to come up to the main roster. Raw needs new life. Raw needs a reason for you to tune in to watch somebody rise. Adam Cole could fill that spot perfectly. He damn sure will, man. That would be great. That would be great because uh, Raw is very very you know difficult to sit through the whole three hours with no really star power. Um, Drew McIntyre is a baby face now, so it's kind of like, it's not going, you know, he really don't have no competition. You know, he just, I guess, he had a, a matchup with Jinder Mahal on Monday, which was, I guess, the newest opponent drew his face in a long time. So, and it ain't even all that great, but, uh, uh, okay, we're gonna move on, you guys, here on the podcast. Um, Tommy N, you guys, better known as Alistair Black also known as, now as Malachi Black, um, was the big surprise um, that came out of Wednesday night, everybody. Um, but before this, before the whole surprise, I think the backstory is even more shocking. Um, the fact that he still had his NXT contract while he was on the main roster, and they failed to update his contract to, to 90 day no compete, no compete calls, you know, once they release him, Instead, he kept the 30 days. What's your thoughts on that one right there? You saw me doing my little my little dance. <laughs> my, one of my uh, favorite wrestlers of all time from WCW. And looking back, like, how he held down back then. Booker T. Booker T, man. You should know what creativity looks like, my guy. Mm -hmm. I respect the hell out of you, bro. Adam, oh my, Alistair Black. This man, he oozes creativity. You can see the gears turning in his mind when he was in NXT and he was on fire in NXT. Apparently they kept the same contract. So 
that's a fumble on WWE again. They've had reporters call people Bobby Ashley. They've uh, had people that don't know what hired people that don't know what wrestling is. These are the things like the booking and management that makes me like question WWE a lot more as I'm getting older. So that was a big fumble. Uh, All I can say is to our benefit, though. We get to see (laughs) Aleister Black. (laughs) We get to see this man go to AEW and show what he can do and maybe have a storyline that doesn't get cut off at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some say, some say that uh, maybe it wasn't an accident, you know, but um, normal, you know, people, you know, they get released, they got the no, you know, the 90 day no compete calls. But uh, if WWE really wanted Alistair Black, they would have really updated it or, you know, who knows, but um, man, the storytelling is amazing with him though. I, I really like it. I like the whole Malachi Black. Um, I don't like the fact that he's going after Cody, even though Cody is the guy of AEW. It could be someone else. But, um, man, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm really loving it. It was a huge shocker. I knew something was up when the lights went out. I, I really knew something was up. I was like, okay. And, you know, for it to be, you know, um, their first time back on the road in Miami, too, to seeing the fans and everything, man, it's been a long time. But, yo, hey. AEW got Tommy in. That's cool. That's cool. Um, another thing that was cool on AEW this week, you guys, uh, bad, you know, so, so, so for the fan, I guess, who tried to get in the ring with MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, not a good thing. It seemed like everybody who tries to get in the fan, uh, get in the ring, uh, the fan always gets some type of punches by the superstars. Uh, Jericho punched the fan that tried to get in the ring uh, on AEW this week. Did you hear about that story? I didn't hear about it. I saw it. <laughs> I was like, really? Did you really hate MJF that much? And yeah, I, he, he does got that, you know, that go away. You know, I want to beat your ass heat. Um, but uh, did you see the video uh, someone posted on Twitter? Like the guy getting like dragged out, like literally dragged like through the stadium into the back. That that was that was kind of wild. Um, don't do that. That's all I don't do it. It's just not worth it. Then you'll never get to go to a live show again. Don't do it. It's not. Don't do it. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth it, man. It was crazy. Now MJF is really dope, though. But I, I don't think no. But see, I think that's that's where you know you got him. I guess where you could uh, do your job in the middle of the ring, where a guy really wants to jump over the barricade to really you know hurt you. Though I guess you're doing your, your job though. Uh, but speaking of MJF though, I'm I'm really digging him though. Him and uh, Jericho got this feud going on on. Uh, dynamite. Um, when is going to come to an end? <laughs> well, it looks like he's going to put him through like a you know trial and error kind of thing. If he has to beat all the, the members of the pinnacle, but if he loses, he doesn't get that match with MJF. And Chris Jericho did kind of hint that he's going to, you know, he might have to step away or this might be one of his last matches. Um, they could play this a million type of ways. I don't think it should we, we should not get another MJF versus Chris Jericho match. I think they're going to play in a way that he's going to fail and we might be saying the last of Chris Jericho. Is it, time for, if it, is it time for Chris Jericho to go ahead and wrap it up? You know what? I think he's reached that, that level of status and no matter what he does, people are going to watch him. But he has put over some new talent, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Santana Ortiz. He resurrected Jake Hager's wrestling career. 
I think we've seen that he's brought people up up to new being new stars or on their way to being stars. So I think it is time for him to step away as far as being that main event wrestling guy. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think uh, Chris Jericho has, you know, done his thing. And don't get me wrong, man. I love Chris Jericho, man, from Y2J to, uh, you know, just all of them. I mean, even though he said on, on Dynamite, Y2J was dead to the fan. But, you know, every every version of Chris Jericho is just amazing. You know, um, you, what guy in wrestling has reinvented himself this many times and on each level has been on top, you know, just been the top. So come on, everybody sings his theme song when he comes to the ring. Like, all right, come on, he's he's Chris Jericho. So the I, when they put Chris Jericho as the AEW World Champion, the first AEW World Champion, I had no doubt in my mind. There's a guy who's done it all, seen it all, been through it all. That from when I went, I went to my first show, something this guy yelled out loud, like when Chris Jericho came out. He beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in the mm-hmm. same damn night. <laughs> and that always stuck with me. I'm like, this guy's the man. He's the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing him carry that company on his back, adding so much with Tony Khan and all of that, Chris Jericho deserves that credit. Chris Jericho, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Chris Jericho. Thank you, Chris Jericho. Um, but we're going to move on you guys here on the podcast. Another guy who made his debut uh, this week on Dynamite was Andrade. Um, really loving what they're doing with him. How do you think you like the whole formation with him and Vicky Guerrero? I don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, okay, I'm glad you said that because I didn't understand it. I thought it was weird. You know, uh, you know I, I really don't get it. I see what they're trying to do, and it Pulls on that lineage of the, one of the greatest Latino wrestlers of all time, Eddie Guerrero. He got his wife right there. And if they're going to go that route, go for it. If it's not working, go ahead and let Andrade be Andrade. When Andrade was Andrade, yeah, he, he was okay. He, he, that's where he shined. Yeah, he did. Um, Just being himself. You know, he was with Zelina. Nobody, you know, knew really who she was. Or maybe they knew who she was. But she, he was not with, you know, some, you know, uh, a veteran, you know, sort of, you know, like Vicky Guerrero, who's, you know, Eddie Guerrero's, you know, widow and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think he should just thrive on his own. You know, if he's going to have a manager, let it be someone else, though, because I thought Vicky Guerrero had Nyla Rose. So, you know, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of things going on. You know, like I said, love AEW, but, you know, they, they be confusing me sometimes. They, they really do. Um, One thing was a little confusing, though. I didn't understand who the guy was. Uh, Dan uh, Labert. From American Top Team, uh, who was on Dynamite this week, made an interesting promo. You know, uh, do you think wrestling has went down the toilet since the late nineties? It has, and you know, as soon as you, as soon, the sooner more fans recognize that wrestling has changed and it's not as popular as it was, that's when you can actually do something about it. You can actually, you know, support those wrestlers who put that work in, that extra work, that you know that make people love wrestling Mm -hmm. and you know in in that with uh dan lambert uh you know he did that thing where we put a promo like you're talking bad but you're also trying to lift people up to make them Mm -hmm. think about what's going on and what like what you you should do something go do something about it and it actually will make people go do something about it and also being a shot at uh jim Cornette, so that was kind of fun i was was smiling with that Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it has changed but there's there's it's not dead wrestling isn't dead at all and 
AEW and some things that WWE is doing and other promotions like MLW is doing. Wrestling is far from dead. Okay. Hey, man, it's great. It's come on. To, I know uh, about like 10 years ago, wrestling didn't come on every day of the week. You got Raw Mondays, NXT Tuesdays, AEW, Impact, SmackDown. Whether you got a pay-per-view on the weekend or not, you know, it's, it's so much. So what a time to be a wrestling fan for the young for the young kids and uh, or just in general, though. Just what a time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, but you guys, man, we're going to move on here on uh, the podcast, you guys. Um, Britt Baker made an interesting um, promo on Dynamite this weekend, uh, this Wednesday, actually. Um I don't like crown jewels. I'm pretty sure. What's your thoughts on crown jewels every time they go? You know, uh, I'm not for it. It's they, you know, WWE didn't need it. They can, you know, rally their base and come up with some funds with merch and great content. And it just me kind of, it didn't hit with me. So, it, yeah. It, it don't. I, li- I like the Australia show. I think it was Super Showdown more than I did the uh, Saudi Arabia ones. And none of them, besides the kids, none of them are into it, you know? So it seems like it's some, you know, under the table type of stuff more than anything. So that's all I'm going to say with that one though. But blood money though. Mm, mm. Her, her comments were pretty fiery and people are saying that, you know, there was a shot at WWE. She never mentioned WWE in that promo, but I could see why people would be a little up in arms about it. But, What's real is real. They took the money, and she was talking about Tony Khan taking the money about signing Andrade and all that in, in the storyline. But, yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, hey, it is what it is. It happened. Accept it. Move on. Hey, you're right. We're going to have to move on, man, and accept it, man. Um, but AEW is doing this thing. Next week, we got a uh, night one of Fighter Fest. We'll be going to see the IWGP uh, champion John Moxley defends against Carl Anderson, which seems to be a cool matchup. John uh, John Moxley got a whole new look going on right now. Um, what's your thoughts on John Moxley? Everybody got the mixed feeling though. They think he's still Dean Ambrose, but nothing really changed. What's your thoughts on him? Well, one thing I know for sure, he got a ball head now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's. John Moxley, but hey, hair or no hair, he's still a badass wrestler. He comes off as a badass wrestler. I love the guy. He's awesome. Uh, great, great guy, too, outside of the ring as well. Um, for those who are saying that he's kind of Dean Ambrose, well, maybe he was being John Moxley the whole time while he was being Dean Ambrose. Hmm. You know, he's being him. Uh, but as far as this match that's coming up with uh, Carl Anderson, that's one thing I like about this forbidden door, uh, letting, you know, get that the groundswell from over across the sea in Japan. Carl Anderson is a great wrestler. He went on a tear in New Japan. He helped pretty much as one of the cornerstones of the Bullet Club. And that got so much hype and notoriety without WWE at all. And they got merch. They had so like all everything. They created something that got a lot of people behind it. And it wasn't, you know, WWE's creation. That says a lot. It all came, a lot, a lot of it came from Carl Anderson. And his, his in-ring work and being with Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and elevating other guys in New Japan as well. So this match, it could go either way. I I'm I hope that they do something special with this, especially with being John Moxley's return uh, from having his, his uh, newborn. 
Yeah. He did, yeah, that's right. He did have a newborn. WWE kind of like threw a little shade on him when they uh, posted uh, that post on the Instagram and Twitter. And it was like, congratulations, Renee, for having a baby. Oh, so you just going, you just going, you going to edit out old John Moxley like he wasn't helping her, like she just had the baby by herself, though. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations to John Moxley and Renee. So uh, that's dope, man. That's that's really dope. Uh, see what they're going to do. But uh, you guys, um, yeah, another thing before we move on, um, I really do enjoy with AEW is that forbidden door where they allow uh, other people, you know, especially with the uh, NWA or you know, if it's another company, Impact, or, you know, and they come in, defend their titles, wherever. So it's not just, you could just be in just one site or just one place, though. Um, but we're going to move on, you guys, here, like I said, on the podcast. Before before uh, I let my guy Eli go, um, Are you, you, you're from Chicago, right? Yes, sir. Born and raised. So so you excited for All Out this, this coming September? I'm here. I'm, I guess I'll announce it on your podcast. I am officially going to All Out. I am going to my first AEW Dynamite at that weekend in September. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. Uh, I got to shout out to my, my boy Mook for helping me get those tickets. Appreciate you, bro. Love you. Thank you. Hey, man. That's going to be what's up, though. That's going to be what's up. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be, I think that's the first. Well, I'm not, no, I don't think that's the first one, though, but they're going to be also, um, filming uh their new show AEW Rampage that's going to be coming on TNT and debuting on TBS next year so that's kind of cool man AEW uh doing their thing man they really doing their thing hey yo man uh, Eli I appreciate you joining me here on the podcast this week it was an awesome time chopping it up with you man before you go any shout outs any questions anything you'd like to say just want to say thank you for inviting me man uh thank you for inviting me to your podcast I listened to some of your other ones and you, you know your stuff, and that is amazing. Next time, I'll just have to bring on my, my Ray-Bans right here. I, I should have worn them. I was like, I don't want, I don't know if my thing, my douchebag wearing sunglasses inside or whatever, but it's, it's all good. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for reaching out. And that's what it's all about, man. This is how we you know help the wrestling community by talking about wrestling and sharing what we love. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. So uh, keep doing your thing, you guys, man. Go check out his podcast. Uh, tell them the podcast one last time and tell them where they can follow you at on uh, social media. My name is Eli Guidi, and my name is written in the Book of Kings. I host the Midwest Mark podcast. We are a fan of podcasters. By just having a podcast for the fans, by the fans. You can find me on Twitter at, at Mark's Midwest on Twitter, uh, Spotify at the Midwest Mark Podcast. Check us out. If you want to be on the show, hit me up and we'll talk about our wrestling. Let's chop it up. Hey, man, that's what's up, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it so, so much, man. Thank you for being on the podcast this week, my guy. Uh, you know you're welcome anytime. I'm going to stay in contact with you. Please do. I would love to be back. This, you're, you're awesome, man. Appreciate you. Yo, Eli, man, I appreciate you joining me here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling this week, man. Awesome time chopping it up with you, man. You know you're welcome back here anytime, man, anytime, because, you know, we got big old SummerSlam coming up. Man, we got a lot of things coming up. The fans coming back. We got AEW fans just returned uh, this past Wednesday. So, you know, next Friday, the fans for, you know, WWE returns and MLW, Ring of Honor, everything, man. So what a time it is to be alive, man. So hopefully WWE switch some things up with ratings and bookings and stop too many of their releases in the coming future. But uh, 
hey, that's 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 the future is to be old, you know. Just we gotta see what, what it holds. But uh, yo, <laughs> I'm excited, man. This has been an awesome episode. Once again, Eli, thank you for joining me on the podcast, you guys. Go check out uh my guy Eli Podcast, you guys, the Midwest Marks Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you guys. So, uh, and also, my man Eli announced that he's going to be going to All Out this September. So, that's going to be real fun, man. Really, really fun. But, uh, yo, man, it was fun here on the podcast, you guys, man. It is Friday. So, you know what that means, you guys. We got SmackDown tonight. We're going to see uh, more of the story continues, I guess, with the bloodline. And I was talking to uh, Eli earlier, saying if they may incorporate, which we hope they don't, but seems though they could um, incorporate the story with uh, Jimmy Uso getting the DUI um, and stuff like that, driving drunk and you know, all that story, all that into the story they got going on with Roman Reigns basically leaving Jimmy high and dry on SmackDown last Friday when he came out, when Jimmy came out there to confront Edge. Basically like, yo, man, look, yo, Roman, top dog, <laughs> tribal chief, I got you, bro. Like, and my thing is, where was Roman Reigns? He didn't come out at all. And the story that I'm thinking of where Roman Reigns was, he was somewhere chatting or trying to find Jay. You feel me? Roman might, you know, just like, I, you know, you cool, but I like Jay, you know? So, and that is kind of, you know, rough right there, right? They go with that storyline where, you know, and they all family, they all cousins. You know, you telling me I got to pick or choose my brother or my cousin? That's crazy, man. That is crazy. That's life, though, but that's crazy, man. So let's see where that goes tonight on SmackDown, you guys. And also SmackDown knows they're going to be coming to, I believe, Miami. Two matches, one night, a huge festival outdoors. So let's see what they got going on, man. They they really uh, rolling with the ball now that they got fans back. Um but uh, another thing, you guys, Liv Morgan. Do Liv Morgan deserve to be in the money in the bank? She seemed like she was snubbed two times in a row this week uh, with Zelina Vega and also Carmella. So we're going to see if Zelina or we're going to see if uh, Liv Morgan make it into uh, the money in the bank contract match. We're going to see. It. We're going to see it. And also, you guys, do Seth Rollins have a point? Yeah, do he have a point? Because I said last week, man, Seth Rollins spoke with um, he spoke with uh, Pierce, Adam Pierce. He spoke with Sonya Deville. He wanted the Universal Championship match, and Edge bumped the line. He bumped the line. I feel as though Seth Rollins deserve it, but hey, I'm no rushing on it, and I'm not rushing on it because I know when they do it, it's going to be great. Rumor is that Roman Reigns, of course, is going to take on uh, Edge at Money in the Bank, which is made official. John Cena will be turning at SummerSlam, which Roman Reigns will be taking on. And of course, hopefully we will find out if The Rock is returning to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year. That all is to be hoped for, man, goes down. So, yeah, man, we got that to look forward to on SmackDown tonight, you guys. But uh, NXT, like I was saying earlier, was dope. Shout out to MSK defending their tag team titles against Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. L.A. Knight defeat Cameron Grimes. Man, Cameron Grimes got to get back on the road, man. He's going to the moon, so what's up with that? What's up with that? And Cameron Cross, man, and Johnny Gargano. I'm looking forward to this matchup next week with Samoa Joe. Is going to be the special referee. That's going to be cool. That's going to be cool. Let's see what Joe... Joe is reminding me of Stone Cold back in 2003. Like, is Joe... Can Joe wrestle now? Because it seemed like he he was doing commentary on Raw, which he was good at. 
until he got fired. <laughs> they brought him back now. He's an NXT sort of, you know, William Regal's uh, bodyguard, basically. Like, if William Regal wasn't taking a break and he wasn't going nowhere, why did Joe have to come in and be like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like my Eli said, man, WWE, the decisions they be making is just, just make you scratch your head a little bit. <laughs> make you scratch your head. And definitely I did scratch my head where uh, that DQ was called in a hell in a cell with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Like, really? Really? Ah. All right. But you guys, man, it's been a hell of a week. It's been an awesome show, you guys, for real. Hope everybody out there staying cool, man, because the temperature is hot. We are going just about mid, mid just about in the middle of the summer, you guys. And speaking of summer, we head into SummerSlam, you guys, in Las Vegas. Once again, hope everybody's staying cool because on the West Coast, it's burning hot. And on the East Coast here, it's a little warm too, man. I need me some water. I need to go chill down, cool down. Speaking of that, man. <laughs> but you guys, man, it's Friday. I hope everybody enjoyed the weekend. And uh, stay blessed, man, and stay safe, man. What are you going on in the world, man? Keep doing your thing and keep giving the glory to God, you guys, man. But before I go, you guys, you, you know what time it is. You 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 know what time it is, man. Yo, don't forget to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Dre on Wheels. Follow me on Instagram, at the 1130Podcast. Like the 1130Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe. Yes, yes. Make sure you go on YouTube and subscribe to the 1130Podcast right now. Yes, subscribe, man. Like it. Leave a comment and do all that great stuff. And also, if you would like to be a guest here on the podcast, email me. That's the1130podcast at gmail.com. Or just DM me on social media. Just how Eli did, man. So we can work, man. For real. It's been an awesome show, man. It really has been an awesome show. Hope everybody uh, keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. And um, I will definitely see you guys next Friday. And uh, man, it's been a crazy, interesting week, man. WWE, how you got? How you let? How you let Alistair Black go like that, though? For real? He on a 30 day contract. He was, he was away for about, what, four or five shows and he appeared on AEW. That's something you do not see in modern day wrestling. Now, back in the day in WCW, all day long. All day long, get fired. The next day, they on the TV, or better yet, they get fired and show up on the on the same night. They, you feel me? Because then it was tape. Raw was tape. WCW was live. So you get fired uh, on WWE. You were already filmed. That match is going air on that Monday night, but you got fired Saturday. So now you on WCW Monday night. You on both shows. I think Rick Rude did that. Somebody did that. Uh, where they were fired and it was on both shows. Like, come on. But uh, yo, man. Awesome, awesome show this week, you guys. Everybody stay safe. Give all the glory to God. Yo, it's your man, Dre, a.k.a. Dre on wheels. And I'm out. I'm from the city. Yeah. D.C., that's where I'm from. 1130 podcast. Dre on wheels. He is the new one. Let's get it. Yeah. Who with me? Let's get it. Yeah. No with me. Yeah. I'm from the city. See, that's where I'm from. Let's get it. 1130 podcast. Dre on Wheels. He is the one. He the one, nigga. So degrees, baby. He the one. With me. So degrees, baby. Let's get it. You know it. Yeah, they gon' hate, but they ain't stopping this. I'ma keep making hits. Dre on Wheels. You know it ain't no copying. Was you sitting there on the carpet with us? Yeah, we knew we had some options.